and welcome to the Black Bar Podcast. I am Caleb, and I am here with our very special guest today, Mike Fusaro. I suppose I'm supposed to say something like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That'll work. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking about the age-old battle. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, the centuries-long of uh, Mac versus PC, uh, specifically for the church media world. Uh, even within the church media world, I, I, this topic of conversation comes up all the time. I know at our church, Mike serves as the IT director at our church. This is a fight that happens often. This is really <laughs> often. This is, there this are is probably who, two, three times a week. This comes up. Right, right. There, there's there's people on both sides of the fence in our in our little group, and uh, I think it might be interesting. And why we wanted to have Mike on today is to have this conversation on here. Uh, but what I think is unique about the both of us is we don't really care. Not at all. <laughs> the back of PC. <laughs> so you use both. Like regular, I do every day. I do. I'm 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 sitting. I've got a MacBook that's recording this audio. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I came to do this, I was using a Surface tablet on my desk. So there you go. I, I frankly don't care. They both do a great job. Absolutely. And I, I am absolutely the same way. I use a MacBook at work. Uh, previously, I was on a Windows laptop, but I, I currently use a MacBook at work. And at home, I I have a, a desktop that I built that works just just great i love them both for different reasons the operating systems i have my quirks with one or the other that i prefer that iMessage is pretty dope you yep. know uh <laughs> but for the most part we can get along fine so which is why i thought it'd be interesting to have both like relatively operating system agnostic people on here to fight to the death on which one is better uh, and uh is this, is this where i become the nerd and just go linux is the best and just, right. just end, end, end the discussion we, right there we did get a comment or two about how we should have talked about linux or ubuntu or anything like yeah, that. yeah but and let's let's be real no nobody's if, nobody <laughs> nobody's doing that nobody's editing on linux yeah if i knew anything about linux then maybe i would enter into the conversation but i know nothing i'd like to try it sounds like fun it's like as someone who likes computers as it's more of like an experiment to you just play around with it. We we run a ton of Linux, but it's mostly server end, you know, at the church sure. and, and, and other sure, things. Sure. But, you know, I, is it a wonderful experience as a end user? I don't personally think so. Not when you've got two really great operating systems you can pick from. Yeah, but then I'm also like the guy who likes to jailbreak my iPhone and stuff, right? So it's like all the little <laughs> settings and whatnot. So, <laughs> or maybe I'm just happy with a computer that works and <laughs> where I don't have to type code to make things. Happen. Exactly. If you don't, if you don't like having to type command lines for almost everything yeah. and editing text files. It's probably not for me. Yeah. Uh, so, so back to the real operating systems. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh, somebody's gonna get mad. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody will be upset about that one. But the uh, so Mac PC. I don't have. So what we plan, what we talked about beforehand, is we're gonna flip a coin, and whatever it ends up being, we're gonna do. We're gonna fight that side, either Mac or PC. All right. I don't have a coin on me. I have a D20 because I'm a nerd, but it will do the trick. So uh, how about this? 11 or up, I'll do PC. Okay. 10 or down, I'll do Mac. All right. And you up the Aquas. All right. Deal. I'm rolling. You can't see it, but I'm rolling the dice. Oh, oh, it fell off. Dead die. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> 11. I'm doing PC. Thank God. I just. I, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 
All right. So, Stick me so with the listen, evil apple. Thanks. Listen, you're wrong. Apple's garbage. It's evil. It's terrible. <laughs> no one should ever use it. I feel like I already made this point in the video, but <laughs> well, the, so fall, the fall of humanity you, did start with a, a bite out of an apple. But actually, absolutely <laughs> so, right. Yeah. It's the same as Monster Energy Drink. It's a sign of the <laughs> Antichrist or something. So, so tell me, Mike, because you know the the video I did end up on a relatively more PC end of the scale, right? Yeah. So why don't you tell me as a, as someone who's very familiar with church media, mm -hmm. why should a church media professional use Mac? Well, I would just say, I mean, if you're looking for like your, where you're going to find help and support in the community that you exist in, I think the church is widely dominated by the um, Apple, you know, architecture, people, people live in that ecosystem. So, you know, if you run into an issue with, you know, your video editing software, you know, or, or whatever your, your workflow is that you're using, right. That is probably going to be, you know, you're probably more often going to find help with other Mac users, you know, within that, that particular area. Absolutely. I, I was talking with, with, uh, somebody who, uh, is, it doesn't go to church, not a Christian, but they're in the tech media field and they were fascinated and just like absolutely blown away by the amount of churches that are on Mac computers mm -hmm. for like church media stuff, because, you know, Traditionally, like we're talking about the Apple tax and all that stuff, you generally tend to be spending more money on it on an Apple computer than a PC and churches are, you know, supposed to be saving money. They don't have a lot of money. Right. Yep. But it's true. It's, most churches are on Mac computers. It is true. And I, I think the argument can be made and, and whether it's right or wrong, you know, hey, <laughs> but a sure. lot of people try to get like five to six years out of a Mac. And, uh, you know, I, I do say that I, I think there's something to be said about Apple's quality control. I think they because they tightly control their supply chain. I think that their hardware tends to be pretty reliable. Uh, just last uh, last month, I had a brand new MacBook. One week uh, out of the box, it smoked itself for whatever reason. Um, so <laughs> I can't say it's perfect, but right. You know, as somebody who's supported both, I can say that Apple hardware has given me less problems. Sure. You know, per per capita or whatever you want to say. You know, as far as you know, the amount of devices on our on our network at our at our facility, I've had less. Macs have to go back for like, you know, logic boards and things like that. Yeah, that's absolutely a fair point. I think, you know, we mentioned in the video the idea of, of you know, warranty. So if something actually goes wrong, Windows or PC manufacturers tend to do a little bit better job of getting that fixed. Yes. However, I will agree that Macs tend to go wrong less. <laughs> they, yep. they, they seem like a more like well, well oiled machine in that way. And that's, you know, Apple controlling every aspect of. Yeah, um, it's it's the walled garden. You know, if you can't right. get in there and you can't make changes and software is not allowed to go in and make those changes like it would be on a Windows computer, you know, right. registry changes and things like that that happen on a Windows computer those things can't be affected because, you know, the application has to run within its own container. Right. Um, and, and it can't affect other things or I shouldn't say it can't, it shouldn't affect other things. And, uh, most, sure. most of the time, you know, things are pretty isolated to, Oh, well that app is borked. So we're going to you know rip it out and reinstall it. Right. And it's no big deal. You delete the application, you reinstall the application, boom, you're done. So, right. And like you were talking about, given that you, 
are you know what you're doing and you're not an idiot with that Mac and mm-hmm. Apple continues to support your computer, you can usually get a pretty good lifetime out of these MacBooks, right? I know yeah. I, I was using my MacBook from college at home for I think like seven years. Yeah. That's that's an eternity in computer world. Now I will say this. I don't know that that's going to continue given the fact that you can't easily replace like the battery. You can't right. easily replace your hard drive because it's soldered chips to the back of the uh, the logic board. I don't know how long that that longevity, you know, excuse for spending the mo- the additional money is going to be valid. Right. Especially as we're in this Intel armed crossover, you know, that's really that's going to be very interesting. Um, I think you mentioned in the video, but the days of the power PC, um, you know, switching mm-hmm. to Intel architecture. I remember supporting a lab of computers and that was like that was a big game changer for us because all of a sudden we had to rebuy all of our software because the licensing was no longer valid. Right. You know, things like final and then things like final cut, Mm -hmm. they had to re-release final cut from power PC to Intel based was a different license and it was buggy as crap when it came out. So, (laughs) you know, if you remember when final cut X came out, the first cat was, yeah. yeah. When when X came out, that was really buggy when it first came out. Everybody hated it. Absolutely. I I would imagine, given the track record, that's probably going to happen again once they have to switch over to the ARM architecture. Yeah, I I definitely hear you, especially for those using Apple. I know a good portion of of Apple users do use Final Cut, do use Logic. I love Logic for audio editing when we're talking about church media stuff. And I I feel like when it comes to the lifetime of these machines and whatnot, I, I think of like two different Two, two different things of Apple like cases come to mind. Number one, the transition from PowerPC to Intel was trash, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the the fact that two years afterwards they just cut it is horrible. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it does not instill any faith in me that they're going to continue to support these Intel computers long term. Mm-hmm. But then I also think like when it comes to their iPhones and their operating systems moving forward, their mobile operating system moving forward, they still support some iPhones that are like dinosaurs. They now. do, but it's all a single architecture. They weren't absolutely they weren't switching instruction sets. I mean, I think they and I think, yeah, I think they recently just stopped supporting like the iPhone five. Right. Which is impressive. That is. I mean, we're talking we're talking dang near 10 years. Yeah. You know, absolutely. approaching 10 years on that. So that, that's that's unheard of. Android gives you I mean, most Android manufacturers give you like two or three years of updates. Right. I mean, even 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 Google with their being creators of Android only I think only guarantees three years right now of uh, security updates. Sure. Actually, just last night I had a conversation with a friend of mine, Matt, who is uh, he works Apple. He's a specialist, I think, is what he said it was. But his specialty is Macs specifically. So I asked him about the whole like because Apple has said they will continue to support MacBooks or Macs. Intel Max for the lifetime of the computer, right? Mm-hmm. Which I mentioned in the video is whenever the heck mm-hmm. Apple yeah. decides that is, right? Yep. So I asked him, like, is there any, like, do we know how long a lifetime of a computer is, according to Apple? And he said it's usually about five to six years. From release date. From release date, right. Yeah. From what it sounds like, though, they uh, before five or six years, they stop making replacement parts for that. And so it's like they, they continue supporting it until they run out of parts. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like and then you're out of luck. So if there's if there's changes in hardware, uh, which guaranteed there will be to run a whole different processor, then then if they stop making the old version of 
the screen of absolutely the motherboards, I'm sure going to be ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever else that is, then you're just out of luck. That's just, that's now you just have a, a brick. No, it's and the really expensive uh, brick. I, I guess I'm going to throw one towards the PC. So here, have this point for your for your, for your collection. <laughs> I feel like I've been arguing half Apple this whole time. Yeah, right. So, all right. <laughs> so here, here, here's my my big problem with the way Apple does their their repair stuff is you cannot go out and you can't even just buy a display. You can find the same part number, right? Display online. Oh, for sure. They're serialized to the logic board. And if you plug it in, that display will not work with the newer Macs. Ridiculous. It's serialized. You literally can't. Um, (laughs) Same thing, I believe, with like the um, the what they call them, the eyesight cameras uh, that are built into Mm -hmm. the the back of the screen. Yep. Um, So that entire thing, like if you buy an entire assembly, you go to the okay. This is really wrong. You go to Best Buy or Apple Store. You buy two identical computers. Both parts work fine. They're genuine Apple parts. You swap the screens between them. They will not work anymore. And that's just that's wrong. Okay, I'm just I'm throwing I it agree. Out there. I, I think that's, I, agree I, think that. I, think I think it's dirty pool. And, you know, and that gets into a whole right to repair. You know, that yeah, whole, that whole yeah. that's another discussion. But yeah, sorry, if, if I, I'm mind, getting I'm, I'm getting on a soapbox. So. <laughs> absolutely, no, I absolutely agree with you. And and it is a point to the PC side. Like right now, if if there's something in my computer that stops working, the one that I'm using right now, the desktop. I'm just going to unscrew four screws and open it up and yep. I'm going to mess with that. Like I have a glass window. I can see right here into it. <laughs> yep. What's wrong with it? You know, so and that's not an option on Mac. And that does get into the whole right to repair stuff that they have. I would say are on the objectively morally incorrect stance on that one is my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you don't mind a, I would say a, a spot of a little bit of language. There's a guy on YouTube named Lewis Rossman that yeah, is Rossman repair. way above and beyond when it comes to covering this subject. Like he, he, his language is a little bit out there, but he's amazing. He's, he's amazing. Great disclaimer, but he's awesome. I, I, I he love, is. I love watching his stuff. I love what he's doing for the right to repair community. Um, he does really, really good work. Uh, so, you know, the lifetime of, of max, it sounds like, you know, even if you buy an Intel Mac, hopefully if you get a good five years out of it, then, you know, I, w- I would consider five years out of a laptop to be a healthy life, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's fair, right? Yeah, that's Five fair. Years. I usually, you know, I usually go through a computer about about every two and a half years. Uh, you know, I sure. usually that's usually when I'm I'm starting to shop for something else. So, you know, right. I figure most really heavy users. I mean, I work in IT, so my laptop comes with me everywhere. It gets thrown in Absolutely. and out of a backpack. Usually by about two years, my laptops are looking pretty ragged. So right. if, if they're going to say five years, I mean, that's it's not terrible. No. On the other hand, I have Dell laptops that are going on seven and eight years old. Right. Mm-hmm. And we just chucked an SSD in them, installed Windows 10 because Windows 10 was a free upgrade. And all of a sudden, you know, I've got, you know, I've got administrative assistants around our facility that are now using that older computer. Absolutely. But it's it's fine. It works. It's just fine for their jobs. I mean, we're talking pretty good life, you know, on that machine. Right. There is, there is a conclusion I think that we're going to come to by the end of this. And, um, I'm going to voice my hypothesis now that I think that if you don't have a 
like for us, we have a dedicated IT guy on staff, right? Mm -hmm. That can reinstall Windows and install SSDs and all that stuff to keep those Windows machines running because they do require a little bit more maintenance. Yeah. If you don't have one of those, Apple seems to be a slightly more compelling option. I would say it is easier for an end user to support their own device on an Apple. However, I will say this. I've also seen a lot of Apple users who absolutely can't figure out, you know, how to do very basic functions without coming and asking questions. <laughs> that is so sometimes fair. it's just yeah, sometimes it just it just happens to be the user. If they're somewhat tech savvy, I think they're gonna, you know, naturally grasp the OS that is Apple pretty right. easily. So so here's where I'm I come in with my my pro PC argument. Cause I think that at least for our audience, we're talking about church media. Mm-hmm. Um, like in order to be in this hobby, you have to be a little bit tech savvy. Yes. Uh, hobby's not the right word. Industry. <laughs> you have to know a little bit. You don't need to know all the ins and outs of a computer, right? But you know, you probably know when everything's running slow to hit control alt delete and figure out what the heck's going on, mm-hmm. you know. And and if you are a bit more tech savvy, if you like a little bit more control, PC's always going to be there. It's always going to be the top. top yeah, as, as far as I see it. And when we talk about lifetime, you know, I, you know, I, I use a Mac and a PC. If I get five, seven years out of a, a MacBook, uh, then I'm very happy, right? Mm-hmm. But I also, I'm looking at this PC that in front of me, and it's three years old at this point, running wonderful. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't look at this PC as something like, okay, and like in two more years, I'm going to have to replace it. I look at this PC and say, in two more years, I might need to get a new CPU, or I might, might need to get a new graphics card, or a little bit more storage or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and that's an option that I have because I, it's, it's an incremental, it's a modular upgrade Yeah. to where instead of every four or five years, I'm blowing three grand on a computer. It's every two years I'm spending 500 bucks and this thing will last me forever. I would say that that is true of a built computer. However, if you yes. go to say, okay, it's Best Buy because everybody has a Best Buy near them, right? Right. Absolutely. You go to Best Buy and you pick up the HP that's on the shelf. The upgradability of that computer is going to be almost nothing. Sure. Truly, because they build it to to yeah. spec to make. Yeah. They don't need upgraded. No, it's got it's got a uh, it's got a HP branded motherboard that has probably you know maybe maybe one extra. Uh, slot for RAM. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? Just so they don't have to make two different motherboards for the two different. Exactly. The two different <laughs> levels. levels. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, you know, it probably won't have it, you know, a very common. They don't even have like a real power supply in them anymore. They're doing a external power supply that is big enough to run. Really? Yeah. It's like a big wall warp kind of thing. Interesting. And, you know, it's not internal. So if you go to install like a graphics card, well, you're going to have to rig up something funny or, or not be able to do it at all because you're not going to have enough power to upgrade that graphics card. I would say that's a definitely a, a good point to you know look at building your own system, having somebody build your system or looking at some of the, the integrators that actually build systems, you know, purpose built. Yeah, I, I mentioned it in the video and asked if people would be interested in seeing like a how to build a, a, a computer and a live streaming computer. And we got quite a few comments saying that they would like to see that. Oh, yeah. So I, I do think that I would like, we want to do a video on specking out a computer mm-hmm. to, to do what you want and then actually building it and getting all the pieces and putting it together and showing people 
where the CPU goes. Where the, and not that there's already like a hundred of those videos out there, but I would love to. This is I'm not saying this as a promise. I'm saying this as a goal. I want to build a five hundred dollar streaming computer that any church can put together. Oh, easily. Right? Just show easily how to do that. Well, right? what's amazing is you could just hit eBay, pick up all those parts mm-hmm. for dirt cheap, mm-hmm. you know, and slap them together. Slap them together and easily be at five hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. So that's that's the goal that we want to aim for. I think it would be a lot of fun. But, you know, again, another point towards PC kind of mentioned partially in there is is so, for example, my dad, uh, he uh, owns his own business um, and part of his business requires that he uses CorelDRAW a lot, which is for, for people who don't know what CorelDRAW is, basically like worse illustrator. Uh, he's also going to yell at me for when he listens to this. Uh, but the... <laughs> He's a big CorelDRAW fan. Uh, But, you know, uh, he needed a new new computer because he was running on a computer. I think he was running on a laptop that was 11 years old at the time. And the thing took literally 20 minutes to boot up. It was awful. So he needed a new computer. And he was looking around. He was looking at Mac, looking at PC. And what we were able to do is we were able to look up and find out what, because CorelDRAW is the main computer intensive thing that he does. What does CorelDRAW need to run fast? Right. Like what is Corel draw limited to? Is it a big graphics card hog? Is it a single core CPU thing or does it do really well with multi-threaded CPU stuff? And we were able to find out. So it's if I remember correctly, it's been a little bit now is pretty much a single core CPU thing. And if you had any graphics card, it was fine. It helped with acceleration, but it didn't need to be anything crazy. And we were able to like shave off all this extra stuff that we wouldn't need and, and only buy a computer that was perfect built. We saved so much money because it only does the thing that he needs it to do. Right. And it didn't need all the extra stuff. You know, if you're doing even 4K video editing, you don't need a 2080 Ti graphics card. Like that, that, that's such overkill. It's ridiculous. But if you go out and try to buy a pre-built, they're going to try to slap them one in there, right? Because they know they're going to make a lot of money on you. And they're going to tell you it's a super powerful card that's going to help you with so much stuff. You know, if you're playing video games, it will. But and there's other stuff. But, you know, being able to build your own computer exactly to the specifications of what it is that you're actually doing, the workload that required is the most cost effective option, like uh, no argument allowed. Like that is the answer if you're looking to be on a budget. Well, it might be the best bang for your buck. uh, Some people are more about the experience, right? So if you're looking for more of the experience and you say that, well, you know, for me, Really, my first uh, experience with uh, Mac came uh, in school, and I think a lot of people are probably going to learn on Mac in school just because it's so ingrained in the educational institutions that, you know, here, at least here, especially here in Michigan, I know most schools are doing uh, media labs out of um, a, Ma- a Mac-based computer and teaching Final Cut. And I think it's just because Final Cut, Apple did a great education package. All right. So absolutely. So with that, you you have that you have the experience of, you know, OK, I kind of know this is a little familiar. I did it in school. And then obviously the majority of uh, cell phone users out there, I would say it's ninety five percent, you know, iPhone. A lot of iPhones. Yeah. I know if you look at like the world world usage of phones, it's Android. Right. But here in the U.S., it seems to be very widely adapted towards the iPhone. So that brings us into kind of the ecosystem of, of Apple, you know, you have the ecosystem, you have iMessage, which uh, I think you hit on earlier, but iMessage is like the only thing that keeps me 
hands down like <laughs> absolutely on a, on a macbook for during business hours you know i love it because i can it's sit there and text back deal. and forth you know and i could use discord i could use teams i could use any other chat but it's just so darn handy i like it it's ridiculous like like so the when i first started working here i had a macbook before that, I had a MacBook. Then I switched to a PC. And the PC was arguably significantly more powerful than the MacBook I was using prior. Mm-hmm. But I messaged, though. Uh, yes. I missed it <laughs> so quickly. Even just, like, I'm, I'm working and my wife texts me. And, like, I, on my Mac, it's like, okay, Alt-Tab, type, enter, Alt-Tab, and I'm back at working. And now I got to dig up my phone and and face id but oh what i'm wearing a mask so i have to type in the <laughs> right. number because it doesn't know who i am right and and it's 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 so convenient and absolutely doing that i've i haven't used it as much but some of the handoff features mm-hmm. uh when it comes to different applications working together the notes app i like i have thousands of notes mm-hmm. right that it, it just it all works so seamlessly yeah and it's hard to argue against no you, i mean okay you got icloud which your your apple id ties together your you know your your music if you're one of those archaic people like me who actually had music that they purchased back in the day uh, <laughs> to an iTunes what? account, right? Before streaming, huh? Uh, back in the 3G days, you know, you couldn't stream that <laughs> stuff. But no, um, so you, you know, you've got your your that whole end of okay, you know, iTunes and apps and things like that. You know, you buy an app, um, you know, on one device and you're licensed on all of your devices. Well, that's pretty cool. And that's about to that's about to go to the next level with ARM processors, it, yeah. everything working on the same architecture. That's going to be interesting to see what that what that does for apps like Final Cut. You know, can you run Final Cut on on your on my iPhone? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, I could see it be cool. I could see it also be terrible because you know, touch right. touch your face. But hey, <laughs> yeah, what are you absolutely. gonna do? Yeah. Um, uh, other things in the, the ecosystem that are really great are just um, like the simplicity things, like um, syncing Wi-Fi passwords and all that. It's just it's there's so many things that happen in the background of a Mac that an average user is going to enjoy and then wonder if they switched off it. Well, how come it doesn't do that? Cause my Mac did that. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of those like little, little hidden gems that it, it does in the background. That's just really, it just comes down to ecosystem, you know? Yeah. That quality of life stuff yeah. is, is because they control the, you know, like you were, you called it the walled garden because they control every aspect of every device in that ecosystem. They, they can, they can do that collaboration in a way that that Windows is just literally a, an impossibility. Yeah, I do believe one day if Windows figures out how to do an iMessage equivalent, that's going to be huge. I think as as cool as iMessage uh, or as cool as AirDrop is, as cool as Handoff is, mm-hmm. as cool of all these different things, I think iMessage is the king when it comes to quality of life. And if 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 Windows can figure that out, I don't think they will. I don't think so. Uh, but I hope I. <laughs> It's <laughs> stupid. Every six months or so, I just Google like Windows iMessage equivalent or something just to see if someone's done something that I there was heard about yet. there was an app was there yes there was an app that somebody it was a third party somebody I mean we're talking this is probably like four years ago now somebody had an iMessage client that worked on Windows. And it was amazing. Interesting. Yes. I'm, I'm and then it was killed off. Apple just. Oh, yeah, oh, I imagine <laughs> it was it was killed off like yesterday's jailbreak. You know what I mean? Like right. it was it was it was gone. So yeah, yeah, I get that. 
So, so I, I'm, I'm curious, maybe this is a spot that we can, we can wrap up. I, I'm going to get your opinion on this. All right. I think it's a valid question. If, if you, so I know you are in, in, in it, which mm-hmm. is slightly different than church media, but you're, you're familiar. You've done what we've done before. You yeah. understand what's required. If you were getting into church media tomorrow and you had to pick a system, Mike Fusaro had to pick a system. Where would you sit? I would have to go with a uh, a Windows based computer, you know, and I would, you know, I'd probably lean towards um, going, you know, from from my end, from an IT guy, I wouldn't go custom build because then warranties are out the window. I would go with, you know, a Dell or an HP um, because they do a great um, higher end workstation. You know, um, there's a reason why studios out in Hollywood are using their workstations. Absolutely. They can trust them. They can be there the next day with parts to fix them. So follow up question. Brand new into the media world knows next to nothing about computers. They they picked up a camera and want to use Lightroom to edit their photos, but they want something that's going to be worthwhile in the long run. But they're not really interested in learning a lot about computers. They just want to do their media. Do you send them to Mac or PC? Oh, that's so hard. It's much more, I feel like it's a much more competitive environment in that space. I would say it would be equal, especially with Windows 10. I mean, it's very easy to get going on Windows 10. Arguably, there are some actual quirks to installing certain applications that would probably, if you literally never touched a computer before, it'd probably be easier to go through the install process on a Windows computer than it is a Mac. Mac, you have to go through and um, go into like security and allow right, other apps. And allow, allow non-Apple yeah, allow, developers. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would still go Windows. I think I'd still go with a Windows-based computer. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I I, I do think for people who aren't as, I don't like the word tech savvy because it feels elitist, but the people who who don't know the ins and outs of computers and can't self-repair and and don't really have a desire to learn those skills, I think it's much more competitive. I think now we get a little bit closer to it's really a matter of what you're most comfortable with. And I honestly do think at the end of the day, what you're most comfortable with is a valid point. Mm -hmm. I know that it's not exactly a Mac for PC really, but I know I, I grew up uh, familiar with, I learned final cut pro. I know how to use final cut pro, right? Nick who edits most of our videos and does our videos at church as well. He uses premiere and he, he switched over. He was on Final Cut and he was on Premiere. So this past video that we just put out about Mac and PC, he wasn't available, so I had to edit it. And I decided to try Premiere. I was going to give it a shot because I know it would be easier if I use it because I have a, my Windows machine at home. As much as like I picked up stuff along the way and I got I learned and I got better, I, I swear, I pro, I would bet anything that if I did that on a Mac on Final Cut, I would have done it in 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 maybe 50% of the time because it's what I'm comfortable with. It's yep. what I'm familiar with. And that's absolutely a valid argument. If that's what you're used to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that's why I'm probably kind of unique in that I will, I work with whoever we hire on, you know, at the time at the church and I, I let them put voice into, well, what kind of hardware do you want to run? Cause a lot of uh, it guys will just go, okay, Here's the three computers you can pick from. You know, here's here's you know two Dell laptops and a desktop, and you know those are that, that's those are your choices. You know, there's other, but there's also there's other churches that'll go, you know, go to this refurbished Apple website and pick one of these machines, 
and you know if you, if you don't know Mac, you know you better learn Mac. So right, you know I think there's something to be said about you know not being just don't be closed minded in that you know you can only have one on your network. You know there's 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 literally there's IT people out there to go. No, I'm not gonna have a Mac touch my network. And I'm like, well, why not? Give me a valid reason. <laughs> right. Well, cool. So, uh, moral of the story: there's room. There's still room for both in this field. Yes. Uh, we're going to sit on the PC That's for right now. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very interested to see how these ARM processors work out. I'm very interested. If if they actually can pull off the power and and start matching Intel, which I'm skeptical of, but it's <laughs> possible, then they have a very compelling argument with the ecosystem now being all in one pack. But yes. I'm not holding my breath. I think it'll be a while before we start seeing ARM processors capable of doing 4K video editing. So, uh, thank you very much, Mike, for joining us today. Appreciate having you on, as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks, everyone out there, for listening. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's conversation on the Black Bar Podcast. Be sure to check out our weekly videos on YouTube and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We want to keep this conversation going beyond the podcast and the YouTube channel, so make sure to connect with us on social media and we can get you access to the exclusive Black Bar Discord, where we continue to have these kind of conversations with our community every single week. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on whatever podcasting app you're joining us on today. We want to bring more people into these conversations and you can be a part of that. It's our hope that each and every episode can be a resource for you, your team, and your church. So please share this episode to bring more people into these weekly conversations. We can't wait to see you next week as we uncover more secrets in the church, media, and marketing world.